everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. And we try to get it done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this edition number 28 of the 1853 podcast of Monmouth's 2017-18 school year, we'll meet this year's Greek man and Greek woman of the year, Thomas Burkhead and Mary-Kate Luzzo. We'll also chat with theater professor Vanessa Campagna. She'll preview the final theater production of the year and Baby Make Seven. It opens on April 19. And we'll catch up with Monmouth College Sports Information Director Dan Nolan. He will tell us how one of the strangest prolonged winter seasons has wreaked havoc with almost all Fighting Scott's spring sports. This is the Monmouth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Before we chat with this week's guest, a reminder about several events coming up at Monmouth. Be sure to hold on to your tartan because next Wednesday, April 18, is Monmouth's second annual Scots Day of Giving. The day, which officially begins at 5 o'clock in the morning central time and lasts for 18 hours and 53 minutes, celebrates Monmouth's heritage while raising money for student scholarships and other programs that support Monmouth students. So keep an eye on social media on Wednesday, April 18, as the Monmouth Nation will take over and cover the U.S. map in glorious tartan. And if you like musical performances, Monmouth College is the place to be over the next several days. A recital by two classical artists from Los Angeles will begin a week of instrumental performances. Cellist Ann Suda and pianist James Lent will present a recital of cello and piano music at 3 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, April 15, in Dahl Chapel and Auditorium. The concert will include pieces by Schumann, Tchaikovsky, and Debussy, as well as newer works created in Hollywood and New York. Also scheduled for next week are Dahl Chapel performances by the Percussion Ensemble at 7.30 in the evening on Monday, April 16. The Jazz Ensemble will be performing at 7.30 in the evening on Tuesday, April 17. And the Brass Quintet performs at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, April 22. And at 8 o'clock in the evening, this Friday the 13th of April at Dahl Chapel and Auditorium, several members of the Monmouth Chorale will be featured at a special concert. Billed as an evening of song, the event will feature more than a dozen students along with a few faculty and chorale alumni. The concert is free and open to the public, but free will donations are appreciated to help support the chorale's upcoming trip to New York City and May 19 performance at Carnegie Hall. You can read more about all the concerts on the Monmouth College website, and the address of that is, of course, monmouthcollege.edu. Finally, don't forget that Mama's fourth annual Take Back the Night event will be held on Monday, April 16. That will be held from 5 until 7 in the evening, first in the Mellinger Commons in the Center for Science and Business. Then at 6.30 in the evening, there will be a campus walk to the public square for a balloon launch. It should be another very special evening and one that's very meaningful as well. 
This year's Monmouth College Greek Man and Greek Woman of the Year are both a testament to the positive role that Greek life plays in the development of students as leaders at Monmouth College. Thomas Burkhead's a music senior from Addison, Illinois. He was named the Greek Man of the Year, and he's a member of Zeta Beta Tau Men's Fraternity. Mary-Kate Luzzo is a public relations and business double major senior from Orland Park, Illinois. She was named Greek Woman of the Year, and she's a member of Alpha Z Delta Women's Fraternity. Thomas says that he was surprised to be named Mama's Greek Man of the Year. It's something that I didn't expect, um, but I think um, it comes from being passionate about what you're doing um, and you know, knowing why you're doing what you're doing and, 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 you know, doing it full force and, and loving every minute of it. Thomas started his career at UCLA, but he transferred to Monmouth after his freshman year on the West Coast. He said that joining Zeta Beta Tau was one of the best decisions he's made after he came to Monmouth. Um, being a part of ZBT has been one of the biggest influences in my life. I, I transferred here um, and, and going into my sophomore year and um, I talked about this in my speech. I, I uh, didn't really know how to find my place on campus. I wasn't really confident um, and, you know, struggling with, you know, issues of anxiety and depression and, and f- having that first letter in the mail from f- like a handwritten letter from my brothers. It was, it, it was really welcoming. Um, and going through recruitment, I knew that these were people that were going to support me and, and, and you know, challenge me and, and, you know, develop me as a person. And I think it's been very influential in, in me feeling comfortable enough to put myself out there on campus and, and continue to do what I love to do. Mary Kate says that being named Greek Woman of the Year has always been a personal goal of hers because of what being Greek means to her. Oh, wow. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge honor. It's an incredible honor. And it was something I kind of always strived for for myself or just to uh, embody the characteristics that the women who have won it before me um, have embodied. So uh, one of my huge role models was Kelly Swan. She graduated in 2015. Uh, She won it my freshman year, and she was someone I have looked up to um, my entire time in college. So it just kind of means that I... Um, I'm doing justice to my role models, I guess you could say. So just kind of being a good role model and um, just being someone that people can trust and look up to, that's a big thing for me. Mary Kate says that being a member of Alpha Z Delta has been an important part of her life at Monmouth for numerous reasons. It has pretty much uh, been one of the biggest facets of my college career. Um, It has made me uh, part of the woman I am today. you know, it's helped me find my voice, my confidence in myself. Uh, it's given me an opportunity to be a mentor and a role model for uh, younger women. And it's given me friendships that will last me my entire life. Uh, you know, I I attest a lot of my success in college to being a member of Alpha Delta, Delta, uh, and I couldn't imagine my life without it now. That's Mary-Kate Luzzo and Thomas Burkhead. They are this year's Greek Woman and Greek Man of the Year at Monmouth College. You can read more about them in the news section of the Monmouth College website. And, of course, that address is monmouthcollege.edu slash news.
Much like it's been in the rest of the nation, winter in the Midwest this year has been a bit like that annoying relative who just refuses to leave. And all of that crazy weather has wreaked havoc on Monmouth College's spring sports teams. So joining us to help make sense of that mess that has been spring sports so far is Dan Nolan. He's the Fighting Scots Sports Information Director and the person behind MonmouthScots.com, your official place on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. Dan says that Mama's biggest foe so far this spring has been Mother Nature. Yeah, Mother Nature's been the big winner in the last couple of weeks. Uh, really, we've we've had a, a very fluid uh, sports schedule, both home and away. I was asked earlier uh, this week if I'd ever experienced a spring like this, and I really haven't. Uh, in almost 20 years here, uh, about 20 years before that in radio, and then and then growing up, I've never seen so many uh, games and cancellations due to the weather. It's just been uh, been incredible. So if you're in the area and thinking about attending a spring sporting event at Monmouth, Dan reminds folks to check in early and often to the MonmouthScots.com website. For example, Dan says this weekend's baseball and softball games are already in question. The, the whole weekend is, is really in, in flux, and we're talking from Thursday on. Uh, there's a possibility we could uh, move uh, some weekend baseball, softball games to uh, during the week. Uh, probably going to push some uh, this weekend back farther uh, down the line in, into April. Um, and it, it's just all kind of uh, a very fluid uh, format right now. Of course, one sport that's almost impressive to the weather is women's water polo. And this year's Fighting Scots what women's water polo team is having a terrific season. They're playing this weekend in the Division Three varsity tournament, season-ending tournament. They got the number two seed, their highest seed ever, and uh, they're looking to go into that and, and maybe win the whole thing, and this will be the end of the year for them. Uh, next year, uh, they'll be... Uh, in a situation where if they would win that tournament, they would go on to the NCAA Nationals. So they want to finish strong this year and maybe set the tone for next year. As for the remaining outdoor spring sports, Dan says the only certainty this spring is lacrosse. One thing we can tell you, lacrosse will play regardless. Unless it's lightning, lacrosse will play. Uh, So that's guaranteed for Saturday. Men's, women's doubleheader uh, starting at noon. Uh, So you can bank on that one. And Dan says that both of the Scots lacrosse teams are enjoying very good seasons. The lacrosse teams are are doing pretty well. Uh, uh, Men's lacrosse just slipped under the 500 mark for the first time this year uh, last week. So to be that far into the season with a young squad like this is incredible. Uh, The women uh, just got a really convincing win last weekend. uh, Had seven players score. Uh, So the lacrosse teams are doing great. Mama's track and field team has competed in only one meet thus far this spring. That's caused another meet to be added to the schedule. Um, But we have added in a midweek meet on uh, April 24th uh, to make up for one of those missed dates. Uh, But they're they're doing pretty well considering they've only had uh, had one meet. Mama's baseball and softball teams have been a little bit more lucky with the weather on their game days. Uh, Baseball is looking uh, pretty good. Took three out of four from uh, Knox to open the conference season, so they're in good shape. Uh, Softball's had a little bit of a bump. They had a four-game win streak uh, upended the other night uh, at Illinois College, so uh, they're needing to to get their hitting back. Uh, They they haven't hit well and and, uh, need to get that that corrected. It's also been a difficult spring so far for men's tennis as well as for men's and women's golf. Uh, Men's tennis has had uh, a a good start, but then uh, hit a little bump this week also, so they're trying to rebound from that, and they've got the conference meet coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, Men's golf and women's golf, same boat. Uh, They're just 
trying to get outside and, and get some rounds in, and hopefully they can get at least one uh, day in this weekend. We'll, we'll find out there. But it's, it's been tough for the golfers. They really haven't been able to get out and play on the course at all uh, this spring. So it's, it's been challenging for them, uh, the, the players and the coaches. And although this has been a rather gloomy spring weather-wise out on the Illinois Prairie, it's not been a season without warm stories. For example, on Sunday, April 8th, the Monmouth women's lacrosse team beat Benedictine University 14-10 at April Zorn Memorial Stadium. Seven Scots scored in that game, and as Dan says, one of the Monmouth goals was especially memorable. We had three players score their first career goal ever, and the one that was really the the greatest goal ever, I think, Angam Jaradat uh, uh, scored her first goal of her career. She's from Palestine, so obviously her parents couldn't be at the game, but they were watching on the webcast back in Palestine, got to see her score her first goal. That was uh, really something special, and, and uh, you know the, the team rallied around her and uh, just had a, a great time. That's Mama Sports Information Director Dan Nolan. Thanks to Dan and his office, you can follow all Mammoth Athletics teams on Twitter at MCFightingScots. This is also a good place in the podcast to remind you of the myriad ways in which you can follow Monmouth College throughout the social media spectrum. The college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash Monmouth College. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth, and the college is on Instagram at Monmouth College. If you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat at This Is Monmouth. And when you want to hear some darn good music, dial up Monmouth College on Spotify. Playwright Paula Vogel is known for several great plays, including her Pulitzer Prize winning How I Learned to Drive. A lesser known play of hers is And Baby Makes Seven. That opens April 19 at the Monmouth Wells Theater and it runs through April 22. The production is directed by Monmouth Theater professor Vanessa Campagna. She's long been a fan and studied the play. Well, this play is about a fabulous queer threesome, Anna, Ruth, and Peter, living in New York City in our present day. And they have huge, wonderful imaginations. And at one point in time, prior to the start of the play, Anna and Ruth conceived in their imaginations these three young boys. Orphan, uh, they found at Port Authority, he was being raised by a pack of dogs. They took him in. Then they found Henri, who's a nine-year-old French boy, uh, very reminiscent of the film La Ballon Rouge. And the final imaginary boy is Cecil, who is a child genius. Our play begins with these characters deciding to embark upon reproductive futurity, so having a biological child. And what does that mean for the imaginary boys? So the play is about people negotiating, uh, being a part of this meta-narrative in our culture, uh, <laughs> becoming parents, having children, uh, living the straight and narrow, so to speak, um, and reconciling what that means that they might have to give up. And I really love the play because ultimately our characters discover you don't have to give it up. You can have uh, your queerness and your kids and you can have it all. And we just need to expand our imaginations and be willing to play with these major narratives in our culture. 
And Baby Make 7 debuted in 1984. As Vanessa points out, in many ways, Paula Vogel was a trailblazer with the publication of the play. So Paula Vogel, uh, way ahead of her time in embarking upon queer characters, um, tackling parenting about a decade ahead of the curve in terms of scholarship on that. Queer theory did not even begin to engage issues of parenting and queer families until the 1990s. In 1984, the question of what defines a family was still hotly contested in America. But Vanessa says that's not the topic that's most intrigued the college students who are producing this play more than 30 years after it was published. Having the imaginary children, interestingly, is what they find radical. Um, One of our earliest conversations in the rehearsal process was about, so did you have an imaginary friend (laughs) in your childhood? And at what point did you let go of that friend, at least to some degree? Um, So this idea that you can be an adult and you can have a job and still be really playful, They struggle with that more than they struggle with any of the sexuality stuff. That's Mama Theater professor Vanessa Campagna. She's the director of the upcoming production of And Baby Make Seven. It runs April 19 through April 22 in Mama's Wells Theater. For more information about it and to order tickets, you can go to the Monmouth College Theater website, and that address is monmouthcollege.edu slash theater, and that's theater spelled R-E. You can read more about the play on the Monmouth College website, and that's, of course, monmouthcollege.edu. Hope you can catch what promises to be another wonderful production by the very talented folks in Monmouth's theater program. Looking ahead to next week's 1853 podcast, we'll talk to some of the folks who were involved with this year's Take Back the Night event at Monmouth. We'll meet some of the members of Monmouth's class of 2018, and we'll check in with the friendly folks over at the Huff Athletic Center to see what's happening in Monmouth College Athletics. And that's going to be a 30 for this 28th edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.